This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their Survive This rules take a cue from the old school games of yore and combine them with a stripped down but easy to understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous, creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from superpowered menaces, the Survive This system is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at bloatgames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloat Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard. The OSR podcast about stuff. With your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognarn here. Hope you're all doing well. Beautiful day. For now. Anyway, um, I hope everything's going okay. I think I'm going to have a game either tomorrow night or the next night. And hopefully it's the winning game because I'm kind of in the mood to do that. That's going to be fun. Anyway, today I want to talk about story. Story, adventure story, things like that. And just something to compare it to. I've read some literature in my time. And one thing that keeps coming back to me is the term picaresque. And that's the closest thing I can come to what I'm talking about. I know there's another word out there. Another word, another word good for that is rambling, like I'm doing now. And basically, these are stories that take a protagonist and put them in various situations. There may be a loose plot thread there, maybe not. But it just seems to go on. I mean, you can think of any, 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 any literate, literary hero from Alice and Alice in Wonderland to Baron Munchausen to Tom Jones to... Uh, uh, Herbert West. And it's just a series of things that happen. Now, a lot of this came out of, aside from like Alice, a lot of them came out from the fact that these authors were writing for periodicals and they got paid by the word. I mean, Pinocchio, Kaladi, when he wrote Pinocchio, he, he drug that story out for as long as he could. Dickens used to do the same thing. When he was serialized. So, and picaresque isn't really a, a, an accurate word because he usually refers to somebody like Tom Jones, some roguish type who gets himself into situations. The analogy to me would be a TV show where the characters get themselves in and out of situations every week. I know there's story arcs and all their other things, but they also have the immediate problem of the episode. If you want to look at a real good ver- a real good uh, version of that, I'd say go find old episodes of Maverick because that's very, very picaresque. 
gamblers who get into situations that they have to resolve and get out of it. And, you know, it can go on and on. And that's what I want to talk about, the analogy of that to a role-playing game. Let's take something for like Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist sort of has a plot, although they don't always pay attention to it, of Oliver being a poor orphan who gets shuttled from one situation to another, from a workhouse to a to an undertaker's to Fagin's gang to, and then you, about two-thirds of the book, two-thirds of the story you find out about monks and his not wanting wanting Oliver to disappear and paying paying off like Fagin to do that anyway. And, you know, Bill Sykes uses him and all that other thing. But the, the, the main difference between that and a role-playing game is the fact that Oliver himself is a passive character. As a matter of fact, a lot of them are. There are active characters like Baron Munchausen, but there are also passive characters like Oliver Twist, David Copperfield, Alice and Alice in Wonderland. They just go from one thing to another and you get their reactions. That's what they're there for. Not a very good basis for a role-playing adventure because you don't want the characters to be Alice or Oliver and just get shuttled for That's railroading. But if you think about the situations they're in, each one could be an adventure. Each one could be at least a couple of sessions. And if you think of it that way, say the player characters get an assignment from whoever they hire, whoever hires them, or whoever, would you please go do this? Well, you know, they can, they can get into a lot of trouble doing that. It, it's, it should never be a straight smash and grab unless it's like a one-shot. I would, I would find out a way to just string them along. This is how I came up with the cattle drive thing. I started thinking about the TV show Wagon Train and how they do a whole season of getting across to the West and then they go back next season. They go back, pick up more people and bring them over. And there's all sorts of things that can happen, like in these books. And I had the characters as troubleshooters for the wagon train, and they had to deal with a lot of different things. And that's what makes it so nice. You can plug in anything. So think of it, think of, unless you have, and you can, you can have a strong through line on this. I had a strong through line on that, but it didn't happen. See, here's the thing. If you have an arc, if you have an actual story that, okay, you have a goal of them getting the cattle to this town for this baron. Okay, fine. Nice. Now, the bad guys are going to get wind of it, and they'll try and throw a monkey wrench into the thing. It all depends on when you want to start springing that. Because they can have a lot of fun solving problems along the way, dealing with things and, and things like that. But you got to flavor it a little. Here's what I'm saying. you got to flavor it by, this is what I did. Every adventure, there's at least one encounter, no matter how small, with the bad guy's minions. Either it was a, a clue or most often it was an encounter of like, say the bad guy sending, sending you know, creatures to stop them. And they don't succeed. Like, I forget that they were fighting some minor, some minor quasit demon at one point in an alley in one of the, in one of the sessions. 
and it was it was a, an interesting encounter. It wasn't all that, you know. And it and it, you know, I like until they start. It's till the 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 arc starts manifesting itself. They have no clue what's going on. They're doing this one thing, and all of a sudden this other thing pops up, and they have to deal with it. And it's like, what the heck was that? You know, that happens like two or three times. I might even not do it every session. I do it every other session. But at the same time, the the players are going, why are these weird things happening? And, you know, about two, I like to about two-thirds of the way through the whole campaign. I want them to, they're, they're going to start at putting two and two together. They're starting to start seeing what adds up and going, okay, something's happening here. We've got these clues. We've got that. We fought these villains that have, make no sense. They should not be here. Why is this happening? Then they start putting the pieces together. But the, but at the meantime, you have this pixotic, quixotic adventures happening. You know, it's just they're doing their job. And and so and it gets a little more intense every you know every stop they make, so that's something really to think about. How are you going to mix that into this? But here here's what I'm saying. I've talked about this before, and talked about how the story arc gets mixed into there. But my point here is throw whatever you want at them. Throw and I'm talking about like different sessions, different stops in the adventure, you know, and this works for a sandbox. This works for a hex crawl because they go different directions. They're the ones, because a lot of times it's like, please help me, or I'm going to pay you to do this or whatever. And then the people who, who want them to do something, whether they hire them or they ask them to do whatever, they leave the characters to their own devices. You leave them to their own devices. See what they do. That's when you can start putting little hooks in. That's when you can start doing that. Give them, give them free will. Give them, first of all, give them a problem. Give them free will to solve it. That's the whole point. People saying, you know, avoid railroad and stuff like that. That's the key. It's not that you're letting them... You're, you know, go wherever you want, and you, but you are, you know, you are. But what I'm saying is, you give them a problem, let them figure out how to fix it. That's the key, right there. And it can, you can go anywhere. If they have to go to the Mount Kilimanjaro and then down to the depths of the ocean, so be it. That's the way it goes because that's the way the problem is set up. But how they get there and what happens when they get there, that's up to them. They want to, they want to diddle around in town. That's fine whatever you know but that's what i'm saying it's it's just throw things at them see what they do and let them decide their own course but just it's ep- like, like i said in this like literature and it's episodic just remember that okay i got to i got to go start my day i'm over there. well once again i pick up what, i pick one of those topics and go oh i could talk only like four, three minutes the next thing i'm i'm talking like 10 or more but anyway i got to go start my day so if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else oldmangrognar@gmail.com or you can drop a voicemail on anchor 
We're monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, and Michael. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar Podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albear Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tankar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.